0: Hey, it's Greg Stanley with the a Car Podcast. What 1980s American car is up double digits the latest 12 months? Which car that made the list did I try and fail to buy when I was 16 years old? How did my picks for 2023 bull market list perform? And which car made it on my 2023 and my 2024 bull market list? So I will answer all of these questions on this episode, Greg Stanley's 2024 bull market list. Okay, this is a call out to my listeners. I do not have a lot of sponsors for this podcast on purpose because I don't want to waste your time with products I am not crazy about. Well, I do have two that I am crazy about. The first one is LLC TLC. This is where you can save money on your car registration. Every year, you can set up a Montana LLC and pay no sales tax on your vehicle purchases, which is really amazing. Now, you can also permanently register your classic cars in Montana to avoid any annual renewal fees. And as your registered agent, LLC TLC will handle everything for you so you never have to step foot in Montana to take advantage of this incredible offer. Now as a listener of this podcast they are offering 30% off your entire package. Now to get this simply go to llctlc.com slash classic or mention this podcast when you call them directly. My other big sponsor of this podcast is Euro Classics out of Dayton, Ohio. Now that's Euro Classic with an x.com if you wanna reach them in person. You can reach them at 937-299-1311. Now this is where I get all of the work done on my Porsche. I just had uh, my GTO in there, my Mustang's been in there. It is the place to go if you want awesome service at an extremely competitive price. So when you go there, just ask for Dale and tell them that I sent you. Okay, before we get to my 2024 bull market list, I do have a few announcements. Uh, First off, Moto Miami, now this is the big car show in Miami that RM Sotheby's is putting on as well as an auction. If you want to participate, you need to get your tickets now. This thing is gonna be really, really incredible. I know that they're having, I believe it's eight previous Pebble Beach Best of Show winners on the show field. There's 100 supercars on Sunday, Uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. The 18th fairway is going to be set up like a starting grid. Uh, full of Shelby race cars, which is absolutely insane and nuts. And this is the last call if you're looking to sell something during the RM Sotheby's auction. The auction is occurring on Friday and on Saturday. We've got some big hitters already in the auction, 1929 Duesenberg, Model J's Sweep panel, uh, 1939 Duesen, uh, Mercedes-Benz 540K special. We got uh, some more pre-war royalty, as well as some new cars, 2022 Ferrari 812, gts we have a spiker we have 911 speedsters we have mercedes we have bentley's a lot of cool stuff only a few spots are left so if you would like to be a part of this historic sale and weekend you can reach out to me directly gstanley at rmsotheby's.com or one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com it is going to be a ton of fun now next episode i will review a bunch of the interesting cars cars i find interesting that are coming up for sale during the Arizona auction, obviously I'll cover some of the RM Sotheby's offerings. Their sale is on January the 25th. I will cover my favorite cars from the Sotheby's sale, but I'm also gonna cover uh, cars I find interesting from Barrett Jackson. Uh, I am gonna cover some of the cars from the Mecham Kissimmee sale, which is actually occurring right now. There's some very interesting things happening there. So that will be next week's episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe and share with your friends. I have a lot of subscribers, but I don't have um, a ton of uh, likes when it comes to this podcast. So hopefully you like what I'm doing. Please share with others so I can continue doing this. Be sure to stay to the end of this podcast because I will cover Haggerty's 2024 bull market list. That is where I got the idea for my own list. Uh, but before we go into 2024, I do wanna review 2023. Now I'm not going to show pictures of every ex- every car I'm going to cover here. If you're watching on YouTube, some of the pictures might not perfectly align. Uh, for example, the car I picked was a 2022 R8, but the 4.2 liter model uh, for 2023, the picture I'm showing you is the V10, only because I couldn't find a good picture of the V8 version. Exterior wise, they look exactly the same. So there will be a couple differences when you're looking between Uh, what I'm stating and the images you see online, but nothing major. So the Audi R8, the V8 version I picked as a winner for 2023, it is actually down 4.4%. So I swung and miss on that one a little bit. Now my caveat for this is that just that the entire car market is declining right now. So, you know, in a typical year, if you're slightly down that a typical year would be pretty much flat or slightly up, everything's down so I think minus 4.4% is a little bit of a win. The next car from my bull market list is a 2014 Cadillac CTSV. Now this one was actually flat for 2023, not down at all, but not up either. So that was a little bit surprising on that one. Next, I picked a 1979 Volkswagen transporter van that was down 6.3. And the next one for my 2023 bull market list was this 2011 Mercedes-Benz SLS AMG. Now this one has grown, gone up tremendously in the last four years. For 2023, it was actually down 4.1%. That did really surprise me because these are becoming pretty iconic. They show up at all the auctions. So the fact that they are down just shows that they were up so much over the last year and a half, two years. Very, very beautiful car. Love the gull wings, this particular example. Which was from RM Sotheby's Fort Lauderdale sale in 2022 is a great color combination, silver with red interior. The next few picks I do not have pictures for them, but it is a 2001 Acura Integra Type R up 12.7% in 2023. The next three were flat. My 1989 Ford F-150 half-ton 1979 Mazda RX-7 GS was flat as well as the 2004 Chevrolet Corvette Z06 commemorative edition was also flat. The 2002 Subaru Impreza WRX was up 13.5%. That is a big winner. And this one from my 2023 bull market list really surprised me. This 1999 Nissan Skyline GTR V-Spec. Now this one was up over 85, 86% over the latest four years in the latest one year, latest 12 months, is actually down significantly, 13.6%. Now, one reason for this might be the influx of R34 models. So the R33s, R32s maybe have taken a little bit of a hit as more and more of those have come into the marketplace from Japan and that might affect these prices a little bit down $60,000, latest 12 months, 13.6%. Now, the next few, I do not have pictures for. The 1972 365 GTB4 GTB Daytona, down 1.9%. This next one surprised me. 2018 Tesla Roadster, down 9.3%. The 2011 Porsche 911 Carrera S was flat. And then the 1989 Alfa Romeo Spider Graduate was down 16.8%. In my last pick for the 2023 Bull market list was the 1990 Chevrolet 454 SS pickup truck. That one was actually up 4.7%. So, if you look at all the cars I picked for 2023, a couple of them were up significantly. Most of them were flat, a few of them were down. I netted out minus 4% for my 2023 picks. So, not stellar results. Hopefully, I will do better on my 2024 picks okay so it's time to kick off my 2024 bull market list the first one on the list is a 1998 acura integra type r now i did pick a earlier version couple years i'm sorry 2001 type r for 2023 so this is the one i'm repeating for 2024 if you look at the market trends uh they're up significantly latest one year up 14.5 percent 93 point i'm sorry 93,900 in number one condition in number two condition up 4%. I just feel like these Acuras will continue to increase. I think they will buck the trend a little bit when it comes to uh, overall market trends. You know, the market may be down, but I think these will outpace them a little bit. So that is my first pick. My second pick is a car that is in my garage, 1966 Pontiac GTO. Now this might not be a wise pick from a mindset (laughs) it's more from the heart than from the mind the reason i picked this one and you can see the results for uh, the latest 12 months down 18.6 percent uh 18.3 percent latest 12 months seems like a bad choice but um, i feel like there's a resurgence for muscle cars uh, specifically 1960s muscle cars that i think will take effect in 2024 so you could apply this not just to the GTO but I think muscle cars in general will appreciate a little bit or not decline as much as the overall market when it comes to 2024 now this one you get plus 15% for AC plus 15% for 4 speed plus 10% for the inner fender liners which my car actually has all three of those which is pretty cool so uh that will be interesting to watch over the next 12 months the next car on my list is a 2016 Porsche 911 Carrera S. Now I picked this car because, and I, I've got my, the pictures I have are from cargurus.com. So thank you for them for having such a great website. Uh, when I did a national search, there were only seven of these cars available, uh, at least on Car Gurus website, and only one of them was a manual transmission car. And the reason I picked this is this is the last naturally aspirated 911 not counting obviously the turbo has turbos but this is the last most powerful naturally aspirated 911 available 2016 was the last year so I feel like these will appreciate uh, maybe not just in the next 12 months but I think this is a long-term investment this one will be hard to quantify because they're not in any of the valuation databases yet Okay, the next one I'm picking for my 2023 bull market list, the 2002 Ferrari 512M Marinello. Now latest one year up 21.2%. Number one Concorde condition is $200,000. You add 125% if it is a manual car. Now you'll see soon, I'm gonna pick up my top cars. If I had a million dollars to spend and one of these makes it into the list, but it's an automatic because they're so much cheaper than the six speed. So these cars are, you know, the epitome of um, analog supercars. It's a front engine V12, especially with the manual. I think these will just continue to go up in price. You can see just based on these recent market trends, they are definitely outperforming uh, all the other indicators that are occurring right now. My next pick for my 2024 bull market list is a 1999 Ferrari 360. So this is the second Ferrari on my list. Number one condition up 5.8% the latest 12 months, $110,000 Concord condition rating. I picked this particular car because as I'm in the Ferrari world, I hear a lot of scuttlebutt going on about these cars and how they are the one to have this or the later iterations to 430 uh, because they're just kind of that sweet spot where you don't have the headaches of an engine out servicing like you do on the 355, but you also don't have, um, the incredible prices of some of the later cars and the complexity of the later cars. So I think this generation, the 1999 to 2005, Ferrari 360 is a sweet spot and I think they will appreciate in 2024. My next pick is going to be an interesting one. I This is the nostalgia 1980s trend and I'm p- pulling my information here, pictures from Wikipedia, because this is actually a difficult one to find, but it's the Volvo 200 series, 240 series, 260 series, that ran from 1974 to 1993. If you can find one of these sedan, especially a wagon, um, I feel like those are definitely ones to get now while you can. They're not in any of the databases like I mentioned, but I feel like these are definitely going to appreciate. As you go to different classic car consignment shops, you're seeing more and more of these pop up and you see them on some of the online uh, auction houses as well. And they're doing really, really well, especially if you can find one that is in decent shape. All right, my next pick for 2024 bull market list is the mercedes-benz w123 series for this example i pulled up a 1976 280s that's the six cylinder it's not the diesel number one condition thirty-nine thousand six hundred dollars. latest 12 months been it has been flat i just think these are so iconic so beautiful i have some past history with these as my dad attempted to restore one and he flipped one back in the early 1980s, so I have fond memories of these. I think they're so iconic, so classic looking, so beautiful and timeless. The wagons are worth the most, um, I would say, uh, but any of these are really, really cool. I would love to put one of these in my garage in the next 12 months. So if you know of a really nice one, really pristine one, that maybe is for private sale, please shoot me a note. Okay, we have a few more here for my 2024 bull market list. This next one is probably going to surprise a bunch of folks. 1986 Suzuki Samurai Convertible Sport. Now, latest 12 months, these are flat if it's in number one condition. Strangely enough, in number two condition is up 26.9%. Number one condition, $28,500 uh, plus $1,000 for the removable hardtop. These are almost. Um, they just yell 1980s early 1990s there's definitely a trend going on uh, with these cars and trucks from this era appreciating quite a bit this is a robust four-cylinder just a cool little quirky uh, Japanese car that's why it's appreciating people are really beginning to appreciate them the problem with these is you know trying to find one that's not rusted out so if you can find any Suzuki Samurai in great shape with low mileage, grab it while you can. Okay, my next pick, I know will surprise some folks for my 2024 bull market list, 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air. I'm picking the two-door coupe, but honestly, I think any of them will do decent in 2024. These have been down for such a long time. Latest 12 months, are actually flat. Number three condition, there's been a slight increase, plus 5% on these, uh, minus 20, 20% for a six cylinder plus 15% for factory AC. You would definitely want a factory 283 V8 version. And these are just timeless, they're iconic. The generation that this was on their bucket list is selling them or has been selling them for a number of years. And I just feel like these have been depressed just long enough that the next generation is really starting to appreciate these and picking them up. There's a point that cars depreciate to where it just makes sense to buy them. And I think that these have pretty much reached that. I would also say the same for uh, 55 to 57 Thunderbirds as well. So keep an eye on those for 2024. All right, my next pick I know is going to surprise some folks for my 2024 bull market list. It's a 1986 Buick Regal Grand National. Now these have been depressed forever. Uh, The number one condition cars hovering around hundred grand for years. And I just feel like their time is about to come. You know the radwood young timers fad of 1980s 1990s has been going strong for a number of years now and these really have not been affected until recently latest 12 months up 11.2 percent and number one condition concord condition 77.5 thousand dollars and i feel like their time is about to come hopefully uh, it's in 2024 beautiful iconic great cars american uh, this is the only really perf- real performance car in my mind uh, for this period, 1986, Corvette wasn't anything special. The Mustang wasn't anything special. Uh, so this is the one to have for that time frame. 1986 Buick Grand National. You okay, all- I have two more for my 2024 bull market list. The first one is early generation Mini Cooper S's. Now this would be the 2000 and I think 2002 version. Uh, the most recent version that BMW put out. Now specifically, I would say the Mini Cooper S, John Cooper Works GP version. I found two of these on car gurus. One's a 2006 with 3,800 miles. They're asking almost $50,000. The other one is also a 2006 with 22,000 miles. Again, they're asking about $48,000. But I feel like any of the Cooper S's will appreciate if they're low mileage. And that's the key point is trying to find one that is low mileage. now As I look through the national database for the earlier ones, finding something under 20,000 miles is about impossible. So that is what you want to look for if you're looking for one of these S models. All right, the last car for my picks for 2024. Again, this will be a surprise one. Probably is the first generation Toyota MR2. Now I picked the 1987 version. Number one Concord condition, up 10%. Uh, Thirty-four thousand one hundred dollars for number one condition, uh, minus minus twenty percent for an automatic transmission. These are just cool. They have that angular style. They look pretty neat. This is the car that I tried to buy when I was sixteen. It was a red one, so I would have. It might have been. I might have been a little bit older. I was probably eighteen when I tried to buy one. So this car was a couple years old at the time, and there was a four thousand dollar radio in it he was asking $4,500 for the car i asked him could you take out the radio so i could pay $2,500 for the car because i couldn't afford more than 2500 bucks and uh, he would not do it so i had to pass on it but i thought it was such a neat little car so that's my picks for 2024 i will recap this next year uh same time and tell you how my picks fared now if you would stay tuned because i'm going to cover haggerty's picks, which they do have a lot more data to back up their picks, including insurance data. So let's get to that. Okay, Haggerty's first pick kind of surprised me and kind of did not surprise me. 1989 Lamborghini Countach, 25th anniversary. These have been getting a lot of press lately, mostly because of the Wolf of Wall Street sale. Uh, Bonhams had the wrecked one that was a no sale, and then Arm Sotheby's had the non-wrecked hero car, that sold for a world record price around $1.5 million for a Countach. All right. Haggerty information highs, a genuine icon with 7,000 RPM V 12. Those crazy doors. Your chance to meet dozens of strangers. Every time you stop Lows, a workout to drive has put lots of children of mechanics through college. Your chance to meet dozens of strangers. Every time you stop price range, number one condition, $770,000 there. Auto Intelligence says, not long ago, series collectors considered the later Countach with the slopes and cadding to be a bastardization of an iconic design. But the children of the 80s and 90s think otherwise. Although 1970s examples are still worth the most, the final year silver anniversary edition is gaining ground. I would definitely want a non-anniversary version. I just love the angles and the swoops. Not crazy about the swoops. All right, next. This one really surprised me. 19. 19- 46 to 1950 chrysler town and country so this is interesting because this is a convertible woody basically all right what does Haggerty say about this highs everyone loves a woody a piece of art deco furniture you can drive america's favorite parade car for fun for six on a night out at the drive-in lowe's built before eisenhower's interstates and geared like it the wood is difficult to restore and maintain restorations are financial sinkholes so without lines Eisenhower's interstates these things were geared to go 35 to 45 Miles an hour. All right. Number one condition $144,000 Hagerty Auto Intelligence says there's a theory that young enthusiasts only want newer cars our data shows That's dead wrong. The best older classics like the T town and country Will endure now that also goes to my theory with the 1957 Chevrolet Bel Air but find a good one, as restoring a 70-year-old wooden bodied car can be costly. Okay, next is the 2013 BMW M3. The highs engine nearly befitting of an exotic peak BMW chassis balance. The lows, conservative styling, poorly maintained examples can cost an arm and a leg to fix. Number one condition, $65,800. Hagerty Auto Intelligence says, Interest from young enthusiasts is a factor for all bull market cars, but is absolutely the factor favoring this M3. The kids are not only shopping for the car, but are also consistently willing to pay more for it than older folks. Meanwhile, the aftermarket has come up with fixes for many of the mechanical durability issues. Okay, next is the 1997 Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution. Now, this is a Japanese domestic car, right-hand drive, I'm sorry, sport ute. All right, highs, there's no kind of cool like JDM Cool, handles far better than your typical SUV, a rolling piece of obscure motorsport history that can also carry a sheepdog. Lows. lots of money that will buy respect from only a select few. Aging Japanese cars tend to have slim parts availability in general, likely has quite a few bits of unobtainium. Number one price is $70,000. And Hagerty Auto Intelligence says, Japanese domestic market cars were once unattainable for all but the most determined enthusiasts due to the logistics of importing them. In recent years, though, as more millennials look to make their video game dreams reality, a cottage industry has cropped up to bring JDM cars stateside. Now, these are really beautiful little sport youths. I'll roll, scroll up here. From a sport youth perspective, uh, they are very, very attractive looking. They, we have one running around locally here in Cincinnati, which is why I can make that statement. Okay, next is the 2014 Ferrari FF. Highs, grocery getting practicality with the heart of a supercar. Lows: there are prettier Ferraris. All wheel drive service is pricey. Number one condition, $177,000. Hagerty Auto Intelligence says, two of the most striking changes in the classic car market in the past decade have been an influx of younger buyers and a shift in preference towards usable vehicles. The FF, with its youthful demographics and practicality, checks both boxes. The fact that it's a Ferrari, a relatively relatively rare one at that, certainly doesn't hurt. I think these are very cool cars. I think the later ones, especially when they changed the name to Lusso, I think the brake lights are one of the most attractive brake light setups I've ever seen. Next is a 2006 Jaguar XKRR. High, silky, silky smooth, supercharged V8. Sensuous, good looks, particularly for... The rare coupe, as cheap as a used Camry, lowes cramped cabin, back seats for groceries only. Many were used hard. Maintenance records are essential. No manual gearbox. Number one condition: thirty eight thousand nine hundred dollars. Haggerty Auto Intelligence says the most important data point here are pretty simple: power and price. Enthusiasts of all ages love performance, and there aren't many cars that offer more of it for less money. Cost of maintenance and repair must always be a consideration with Jaguars but the XKRR, relatively speaking, has proven reliable. This next one really surprised me, 1969 Chevrolet Impala SS, mostly because I think it's kind of an ugly car. I think the earlier Impalas, especially the '62, '63 models were much more attractive. All right, highs, perhaps the most American of American cars, parts aplenty, cruise night or the drags, it does both. Lows: needs a big garage, 1960s fuel appetite, likes straights more than curves. Price range, number one condition, $44,500. Hagerty Auto Intelligence says, young enthusiasts love American muscle as much as their parents do, but generally don't have the cash for the most famous models. That leads them to alternatives, including this Impala. Definitely the 62, 63 are definitely the highest price. Well, no, second highest price. I think the bubble top from 61 would be the highest price. But yeah, going for the more affordable Options. All right, next is a 1983 Jeep CJ8 Scrambler. Highs, irresistible Tonka toy looks, utility with in- invincibility. Rare and collectible 4x4s are hot. Low, lows, anemic base engines, not waterproof, creaky body structure. Number one condition $52,600. Haggerty Auto Intelligence says, off-roaders have been some of the hottest vehicles on the market in recent years. The Scrambler gives its distinctive configuration and rarity relative to regular Jeeps, has room to continue growing. Okay, here's another one that surprised me. 1964 Ford Thunderbird, highs, styling for days in in a number of configurations, coupe convertible, sports roadster, town sedan, and Landau, a comfortable ride and disc brakes. Lowe's, wallowing, softly sprung suspension, not a lot of get up and go from a standing start. Price range number one, $56,400. Hagerty Auto Intelligence says, Thunderbirds from this era have long lived in the shadow of two contemporary icons from Ford Motor Company, the Mustang and the Lincoln Continental. But if those cars have climbed out of reach, younger collectors have rediscovered the charm of mid-century luxury. All right, next is another surpriser, 1997 Plymouth Prowler. Now these have been stagnant in the marketplace for a decade. Now, high, sophisticated structural engineering, still highly affordable. Optional trailer is bizarrely cool. Lowe's, no V8, no manual. Interior is a little pedestrian, not especially rare with just under 12,000 built, 1997 to 2002. Price range, number one condition, $45,500. Haggerty Auto Intelligence says so-called resto mods—old cars with modern guts—are big business these days. Customizers regularly charge six figures to fit a fuel-injected engine, disc brakes, etc., into an old rig. It's only a matter of time before enthusiasts discover the Prowler, which is essentially a factory-built resto mod offered at a bargain price. They are pretty cool. They're not that quick. They don't have a lot of storage. They're kind of funky. I would love to have one. Uh, The purple is the iconic color, but they they did come out in other colors, including red and black. Okay, that is it for this Bull Market episode. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And I will talk to all of you next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.